Christmas of 2023 is in the books, but we still have New Year's coming up. It's definitely not too late to spread some holiday cheer. So I wanted to have on Colin Moore from Life and Football. Colin, uh, we got a chance to meet this past season out at some games, and uh, we did a previous Buff Stampede radio together. Uh, and today I'm sporting a Life and Football hoodie that my wife gave me for Christmas. So uh, right. thanks for taking t- time out to join us. Uh, it was great to meet you, and I'm excited to, to look like you for a day. I know. Hey, appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> I know I fumbled the ball on that. Um, Miss Liz, pr- please forgive me. I, I I fumbled the ball. I was at the one-yard line and dropped it, and the other team scored on me. But it still worked out, so I'm happy, man. We had you on about three months ago, and right. it was after Coach Prime had called you up in the TCU postgame press conference. Since then, we have had a chance to meet in person. Uh, how many trips out to Boulder did you get a chance to make this past season? Mm, I hit the Nebraska. Then what we did, I missed Colorado State. Uh, I can't even think of the teams we played. I seen the USC game. I seen the... Um, Stanford game. I can't remember how many I had out there because I I can't I can't remember. But I hit a few. I hit enough to where the process was going, and I said to myself, mm, "What I came to figure out is I like traveling to away games because once you have a home game, I know everything around. Away game give me something new that I never seen before. So." Although it's beautiful and amazing, every time I come from the Denver airport to Boulder, it's beautiful. I love going to the different spots. So that's what I figured out. I love to travel to a new spot because once I seen Colorado, I seen it. But I never, you know, seeing UCLA for the first time was amazing. Um, And everywhere else we went, seeing Arizona State was amazing. Like them places... I wouldn't get to go. And then Utah, I was going going to go, but I didn't realize that the Orlando airport was going to be stacked up. So the Orlando airport was super packed and I have a place to park. And they was telling me to take my car to the gas station and leave it there in Uber. I'm like, man, I ain't doing that. I'm going home. So I, I that's why I missed the uh, Utah game. But I okay, love it. Okay, gotcha. I loved it, yeah. You mentioned uh, going out to Boulder multiple times. What was your your fr- first impression of Colorado, and how did that evolve as you took additional trips out to Colorado? Beautiful, man. Listen, when I'm riding down the road and I'm seeing all the mountains, to me it's amazing because I'm from Florida, and when you see the mountains in Tennessee, they're 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 nice too. But when you see the um the mountains in Colorado, that's a different ball game. And I seen mountains in um, Nevada as well. So I seen mountains in different places, but none are like Colorado. Like that, that drive from Boulder, uh, from Denver to Boulder. So amazing. I'm talking about, you see homes just sitting on the hill. Like, yeah, I got money over here. I got money over there. I got money <laughs> then in the background. You see a beautiful mountains. And, and it's like, to it's like to me, the people on the hill saying, well, I live in a great spot, don't I? Look outside. I see all the mountains. Listen, it was amazing. Like, then riding in the boulder. Because every time I come in the boulder, I want to take this first exit. But it looked like it take me somewhere else. So I never hit that first exit. Next time, I'm going to take it. I'm going to see where it take me. But I slide all the way down to where I come. And when I make that uh, left, I be right by the stadium. So it's an exit before that. You probably know it very well. I want to take that exit and see what it feel like, but I'd be scared to take it because it'd be on game day and I don't want to miss out and get trapped in, in whatever area this is. If you're going to take that exit, do it a little earlier. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're going to hit all the tailgaters coming off Broadway. Oh, and okay. Yeah. But it is kind of a cool area to really take in the game day atmosphere. But yeah, right. if, if you're up against it time-wise, definitely don't get trapped in there. There was a game right. – against Arizona State multiple years ago. And usually I get to the stadium three, four hours before the game. But yeah. this this game, for whatever reason, I had family stuff going on, and it, it took right. me a while, and I got trapped in that traffic. That's the most anxiety I think I've ever had covering the Colorado like Buffalo. So, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, USC was mine. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Did you get a chance to meet any new celebrities being down on the sideline this year? I saw him, but I, I, I didn't go actually speak. I, I saw him, but I didn't speak. But it was this one guy um, I met. His, I forgot his last name. I mean, his the, the whole part of his name. He was a D, it said DJ something. And he used to always be just dancing on the sideline. And that was, it, it, it'll catch my attention. Because he danced to the music and he could dance good. See, I can't dance. So anytime I see somebody dance good, it catch my attention. So he he up there getting. I'm like, so I told him after the game, I said, bro, boy, you actually be dancing. I said, you be making me want to dance. And then we just laugh. But I can't remember his name. It was DJ Song. You probably saw it too because he had on a hat. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you be upstairs. You be upstairs. So I seen Master P. I seen Cordell Stewart. I seen Michael Irvin. I seen... um. I did meet Cam, uh, Cameron. He a rapper. I he was he had just said it was right after Coach. It was the Nebraska game. Coach Prime had said, uh, um, he had just called me down for that TCU game. So Cameron on his show was talking about. It. He said, "Yeah, man, this the guy." Well, he didn't he didn't know who I was, but he said, "Man, yeah, Coach Prime called this guy down because he was being so loyal to him the whole time, man." So when I saw him, I was like, "Hey, Cameron." Hey, bro, that's me. And then we laughed, and he um he walked by, but I don't think he knew what I was saying because there was so much going on. Um, then I met uh the head coach that used to be in the NBA, Mark Jackson. I met him yeah. at the UCLA game. I met um uh Pastor Dewey, Dewey Smith. I met him. I met uh oh, the, the other pastor I met um at UCLA, and him and his wife was there. I met them. So it was a lot of people I was meeting. And then it was other people I was talking to. But I don't get to know everybody. Like it was a rapper that I was by. And the guy knew him. So I don't listen to rap music no more. So the guy knew him. And I was like, who is that? He said, man, you'll take a picture for me. I was like, who, who is this you want to take a picture with? And he was like, man, when you think a good man, I said, just go over there. Man, give me the give me the phone. I'll take it. Because I didn't know who he was. I didn't know if he was super famous or Kind of famous. I didn't know, but I didn't take no picture with him. He had a little kid, and I talked to him about his kid, but it was just funny that, like, you be sitting around people and have no clue who it is. It's just that many people want to be around Coach Prime that I didn't notice it. But I did notice those guys because I, I done seen Master P since I was, like, in middle school, um, like, on TV and stuff. And I done seen Keyshawn Johnson and Michael Irvin since I was little because I'm watching the NFL. So some of them eased the point out. The rest of them, it, it, I don't be knowing who it is. I'm kind of like you in the sense that yeah. I don't want to bug people, you know, because right. I feel like they get that all day long and I don't yeah. want to add to them not wanting to come out to Colorado and enjoy the experience. Yeah. But I will say, Colin, like the biggest regret I probably have in my 20 plus years covering Colorado football is that Paul Pierce was three feet in front of me. And I'm a diehard Celtics fan ever since D Brown, when I was 11 years old, pumped up his shoes and did the no-look dunk in the dunk contest, I was all in on the Celtics. And so Paul Pierce got drafted when I was in college and just really went through the ups and downs throughout his career. And there's and and now my whole wife's family is Kansas Jayhawks. So I have that whole part of it too. And I've gone to Allen Fieldhouse and seen uh, all the stuff they have up with Paul Pierce. And I chickened out. He was doing a live video and I just didn't want to interrupt him. But man, that was maybe the biggest regret I have. Because he was at the game this year, right? He was at, uh, yeah, him and, and uh, Kevin Garnett were both right, at I, the I USC seen, game. Yeah, see, yeah. forgot about it. I seen them. I, I like basketball, but it, it it wasn't enough to pull me over there to say something. I, I, I wanted to, but I was like, man, I like Paul Pierce and uh, Kevin Garnett, but Man, even if I take a picture with them, they so much taller than me, I, I would look like a shrimp to them. So I was like, <laughs> man, they can have that. They can have it. I did see them too. I did see them too. Now, Stephen A. Smith and uh, Sterling uh, Sharp was real close by me. And I was going to say something, but there was a guy in the stands. He yelled their name so loud that they had to look and talk to him. I said, well, that's what I should have did, but I was I I, I could have actually touched him on the shoulder and say, hey, well, hey, let me get a picture. But I kind of didn't want to do it. Now I did take a picture with Fred Taylor when we was in Arizona. 
Okay. I'm like, man, let me get a picture with you, man. I say, normally I don't care about this, but I, I, I really did like Fred Taylor because he was in Florida with me. So he had that visor on when he was at University of Florida. He used to be running that ball, looking so fresh and so clean. And then when he went to the NFL, I used to use him on Madden and just be dogging people because he was just that good. So I was like, bro, I normally don't do this. I really don't care, but I, I want your picture. Like, I, I want to get one with you because it's, it's personal with me. So, yeah, but I'm pretty sure Paul Pierce and I'm going to come back. I hope so. And I swear if they do, I'm not going to chicken Yeah, you out better again. get it. And, and at least I already got you done. I'm, hey, he died here. You better come on. <laughs> All right. I appreciate you. Do, do you have a favorite food spot out in Colorado yet? I ate Pasta J's. I ate them. I liked it that. Um, I got to ask you, do, do you like garlic? Yes, I, I got the garlic bread. Cause you, cause yeah, you have I, to like garlic if you go to Pasta J's. If you love garlic, that's that's a spot to go to. See, I like that pizza, pizza and garlic. So I was good. They hit me with a okay. whole. I went there. I liked it. That that listen, going there was really like a blessing in disguise. Cause I I wasn't thinking about no certain spot to go to. When I went there, I met Urban Meyer, and Urban Meyer recruited Polk County heavy. That's what like Tim Tebow plus our Polk County guys helped him win that national championship, as well as the other guys, but. I, some of our Polk County guys was the main uh, hit for him, the Pouncey Twins, and Chris Rayner and Amar Black. So I said, I, I was like, man, now that's what I debated because I talked to them football guys, but it's like, do you want to bother them? So him and Cordell Stewart was in there too. Cordell Stewart was a, a couple spots up. Him and Cordell was Cordell was eating with somebody, and Urban Meyer was eating with somebody. So um, I looked, I saw Cordell. I'm like, dog, that's Cordell? So I was like, dang, that's slash to me. Like, I don't really think about him in Colorado time. I think about him in the Pittsburgh Steelers because he out there getting it. I'm like, oh, that's slash. But then I look over and I'm like, that's Urban Meyer. Golly. So I was like, hmm. Then I went to debating like you. I say, man, should I say something to him? And I was like, ah, I ain't going to say nothing. And I said, man, forget that. I said, I'm going to see if he say something to me. So I looked at him and I said, um... Yeah, man. Uh, I say, coach. So he looked at me and I say, well, OK, what can I say to keep the conversation going? Because I do want to kind of talk to him. It's Urban Meyer. So I'm like, uh, hey, you recruited my Polk County boys. That was all I need to say. He said, hey, yeah, come on, come, come here, man. Come here, come here, come here. So we went to talk. And he said, yeah, man. You know, he said, I was on the phone with Amar Black the other day. I said, yeah, man, me and Amar, we did an interview and we talked about you. We, I said, man, the way you used to get down that football practice, I said, you probably would have ran me up out of there because I wouldn't have been able to handle how Amar Black said he talked to players, which it ain't bad. It's just he come for you. He going he gonna to test you and see if you got it mentally. If you ain't ready for it mentally and nobody never came for you like that, you you probably going to back out and like, oh, like you're going to almost want to get with him because he's like, no, you coming at me like that. So I told him he bust out laughing. And then when he left, he was getting ready to leave. And I was trying to come back in to pay for my food. And that's when everybody went to doing the stuff that you say everybody do. The uh, Can I get a picture? Urban, Urban, Urban. Can I get a picture? Coach, coach, coach. Can I get a picture? So he was standing up. And I believe it was the Pasta J's owner. Him and him was standing up. So the owner kind of moved out the way and Urban Meyer standing in the middle, like holding up the whole walkway to get in. Cause you, I know you know it. So I'm trying to yeah. get in the And I say, man, I don't feel like asking to excuse me and all that. And I already talked to him. I don't want to think I'm aggravating him. So I tried to dip up under him and he moved over and stopped me. Like, man, what's up? Like, and, and to talk to me some more. And I kind of caught me on guard. Like, and then he talking about, yeah, Polk County. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. And then he walked down. Everybody else took his picture. And then uh, Cordell Stewart came out. They went taking his picture. And then out of the blue, I decided, you know what? Let me get a picture with him. Guess what happened then? Man, that man was walking across the road. I said, man, forget it. Forget it. So I missed that opportunity. I talked to him, but I missed getting a picture. That's who I should have got the picture with. That's who I should have got the picture with. Maybe what we need to do is just embrace the the memories of being around these people, you know, and, and sometimes the, the picture is great for everybody else. But personally, you kind of have that moment to yourself. And that that's a cool story, Colin. Uh, you see, so you order pizza at Pasta Jays. OK, pizza and the, um, the garlic bread, because they told me get both. So I was hitting both. Or I'm eating. Boom. I'm getting the bread. Boom. Boom. 
And then I got full <laughs> right there at the spot. And then I then I left and I thought I was going to eat it later, but I didn't. I got sleepy. Fair mm -hmm. enough. Yeah, I would uh, recommend the Hagen option next time you go there. Darian Hagen was the quarterback on the 1990 championship team. He's now the running backs coach at San Diego State, was on Colorado staff as an ambassador this year, last year. A great guy, and he's got a dish named after him. You can kind of tailor your dish to what you need. So uh, that, that's my recommendation for your, your next trip out to Pasa Jays. I, I'm a, I am going to try. I know what I did get, and I was trying to remember where I was at when I got it. I'm a, I like sweets. So I like the donuts, cupcakes, and all this. So as we was riding, me and Big Dog Chico, he said, uh, hey, I said, that go a donut shop. He said, no, how you saw that? I said, man, I, I, I'm i looking and I'm reading for sweets. Because in my mind, I was looking for sweets. Because we had just ate at Pasta J, so I'm looking for sweets. And I saw donuts. But it said voodoo donuts. And I was like, man. He said, you going to go in there? Because I know you be talking about God and everything. But are you going to go in there? I was like, bro, I doubt they're doing voodoo on the donuts. But I got to try it. Man, I was I tried by six different donuts. I was ah uh, biting out, uh, bite out. Uh, I was biting all of them, trying to see which one was the best. But I, I I like that place. I liked it. That did you try the the, the ba bacon maple one there? No, I, I, I bacon. Yeah, I just I can't. No? I okay. can't move because it's bacon. Now I have. I know this sounds crazy. I didn't try the bacon, which I might as well next time I go because you just made me think of something. I have tried a Krispy Kreme donut with bacon and hamburger and cheese on it. I know that's crazy. Why did I eat that? But I ain't eat that one. I don't know. It was just, I guess the hamburger with the 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 uh, donut enticed me more than just the the little bacon on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you make it out to, to Fort Worth or you said Oregon, Arizona State, UCLA? Those were the three road trips you went to? Yeah. TCU was nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were TCU. You got called up by Coach Prime, of course. Yeah. Uh, which of those trips was your favorite? TCU because it was. I like the TCU. I really liked it um UCLA and I really liked the Oregon State. I, I liked it all three, but TCU because it was Coach Prime first game. Like it was a can we beat them or not? And then it's a it's it's fireworks the whole game, and then we saw the stadium that night, and then we thinking I remember seeing this stadium when I seen this number five running the ball. I'm like, who is this dude running all over this field and feel it and nasty? And it was Ladamian Thomas back when I was in either high school or something like that. And he was slashing through the field running all them yards, and I had never heard of that school. Because I'm in Florida, so, you know, now I'm starting to look at college football. I'm seeing all this stuff. I'm like, hmm. So that's what I remember. I'm like, dog, LaDamian Thomas was out here just running, running and just doing his thing. And I'm looking at the stadium, and I'm seeing the horn frogs. I'm seeing the scoreboard. I'm seeing how they got it lit up. And it was at night because it was the night before the game. So I'm like, they could have played this game at night, and it would have been amazing. But. I, I, I liked everything about the TCU, man. That was my favorite because of everything that was involved. Then the, for the first game, I happened to go to the area, and, and I got used to it. I had got a knack for finding out where Coach Prime then was going to arrive at and be in there. So I got in the spot, the perfect spot for TCU, and boom, I filmed, I got to see Coach Prime them coming in. That's how I ended up on the documentary because I was right there where they was coming in at. And to see Coach Prime come in for the first time and how he carry himself going in, it's like you're watching a movie. Like, <laughs> it's really like you're watching a movie. Like, you're there watching it, but it looks like a movie. It looked like a big time, which he is. So it was like a movie, but it's like a big time star getting out the car and the music going with it. And they just walking out. And you know that person finna do what they do and whatever this event is in this movie. So that's what it was looking like. Then the squad was getting out. And you see the players. Someone trying to have a game face on. And then like, oh, uh, oh, uh, Shiloh walked past me. And somehow me and Neely, Uncle Neely was like, what's up, man? I was telling Uncle Neely what's up. And I guess Shiloh, by this time, he done... I done talked about Colorado football so much up until that time. So Shiloh kind of looked, and I guess looked back at him, and they just laughed. 
it, it just was funny to me. Like I caught all that. And then after the game, what was so special about it was we won and it you were, it was so close to not winning because it was certain plays that I was watching the game and um when Travis Hunter picked that ball off, I where I was looking at, if Travis Hunter wanted to pick that, that boy would have caught that ball and walked, walked into the end zone. He could have tied his shoes, untied the other, did two jumping jacks and walked into the end zone. That's how wide open that play looked. Because I saw the quarterback looking. Looking, I said, everything locked down, locked down. Okay, boom. And then I said, oh, man, I seen him. Look at the quarter, uh, the running back. I said, oh, he finna hit him. And right when he threw it, that's I'm like, oh, this is a touchdown. We finna lose, man. And then Travis Hunter jumped in front of it. And before that, before that play happened, Darius had came by. And I was like, Darius, I'm not filming nothing, bro. So go ahead and get in front of me. So Darius caught an amazing play. And then on top of that, I had been talking about the players so much and interviewing most of them that um, I'm walking out. Uh, me and Jimmy Horn walking out after halftime. Um, I met Warren Sapp. I'm meeting the different coaches. They, they saw me, but now they meet me. So that day was special because I got to meet everybody for the first time. And then on the end of it, Coach Prime called me down. I didn't think he was going to call me down. You seen how packed that uh that little room was. So all that in one. And then, like, I lost my voice hollering at the end of the game because um we had won. I'm like, man, I told everybody we was going to win. Yeah. Like, I lost my voice. Man, it was wild, man, because that, that was the very first one, like, that's why I want to come to, like, I see Boulder a lot, but I'm excited to see Nebraska. I'm excited to see um, Colorado State Stadium. Uh, UCF, when y'all come down here, I'm from here, so you know I done already seen that stadium. But to have y'all down there, that's going to be the, the the who's the true black and gold team right there. So that game going to be fun to me, but I'm from here. Um, but them first two games, well, the second two games, the second and third game of the year, I'm going to be excited to see that. But I know that uh, that North Dakota State game, that one I'm going to be excited because it's a new season. So that first game always just give you that. Uh, so, yeah. I think in, in 10, 15 years, when I think back to this season, the TCU game, what will stand out is the tailgate atmosphere around there was a little bit different because I've been used to covering Colorado in the Pac-12 and it, it's a lot of wine and cheese atmosphere. It's a lot of highfalutin people that aren't really that passionate about football. TC was kind of a little bit of both. It was right. uh, a lot of people getting dressed up for the game, doing the tailgate thing. Game day, uh, my wife was down on the field uh, photographing and I was down on the field just for a brief bit, but it was really negative, aggressive stuff that was being said by the fans. And so um, the fact that Colorado was able to win that game was, was uh, you, if you're a human being and you're covering Colorado and you that didn't feel good, then I don't know what to tell you. Because uh, to, to shut those people up a little bit, uh, to send them home, uh, eating their words a little bit was a good feeling. Oregon's always a great atmosphere. You got like the RVs pulling up for, for tailgate. But it's always rainy and just a little, it's a cool atmosphere, but it's never like the best football weather, I, I guess, uh, out there. It's not, because I thought it was cold. I had suited yeah. up. I was, oh, it's cold. Then we got into the game. No, I went to walk around the stadium to get me warm. So I walked around the stadium, but I ain't going to lie. It was nice. And I love how they did Bo Nix. Like they made him, they turned him into their Heisman before he was a Heisman candidate. They had uh, the bodacious or something. And the way they sold him, I was like, man, he like a king here. He's like a king in Oregon. I was like, I, I don't know how, I don't know how you don't feel like you not him there. Like we don't, like the way they did, they, I don't know if you saw how some on a stadium, like they had it painted off placed up there and it was like bold bodacious or bold something and i was like oh man you you him so when i walked up i had to walk up to him and i wanted to see him like what what is this that make him so special that oregon going crazy about him and i walked up on him i said well he got height he, he got size and then when i seen him play i like uh, he liked that he liked that but and then i seen that national championship trophy and and i ain't gonna lie to you maybe maybe you made a thought different but that stadium is the loudest stadium I ever been in. 
I guess because they say they got that thing that they the, the, how they designed it, and yep. I guess noise carry and bounce off, just bounce up and down. Who it was like it was so loud while I was on the fit. Your wife, it, she probably said the same thing. It was so loud, and that's a blessing, man. How y'all work together. I love that. I meant to tell you that. I love that. So it was, it was while we was on the field at Oregon, and they it was so loud that I said to myself. It, it's going to be hard to win because when they was trying to call in plays, I couldn't hear them say nothing to each other. I know they couldn't hear it on offense or defense. I know nothing could get hurt. So I was like, how can you win? And you can't even hear what's getting called. Like, I know they finally got the play in, but bro, it's like you go there. It's, it's almost like a guaranteed loss. It's just, unless your team elite elite, it's almost like it's going to be a loss. I guarantee you, I could be wrong, but I guarantee you since Chip Kelly was there, and I know they had a patch that it wasn't as hot, but since Chip Kelly has started it, I bet their record since they got that stadium or however they redesigned it, once they redesigned it, I bet they are dominating in the win column. They are. Yeah. Back in 2016, Colorado won out there. I'm sure you've heard about that, that win. And every other trip out there was just absolutely miserable. There, as much as I hate to see the Pac-12 disappearing or becoming this new version of the Mountain West, that makes me sad. But those miserable experiences out at Autzen Stadium covering the buffs. I'm not, I'm not gonna miss that. And then I don't know if you were driving into Portland after the game, but we all hit traffic and you're stuck in the rain. And that's so many of those trips I've, I've had out there. I was scared. I was going to miss my flight. I barely, I barely got in. I ran. I was running. I would run. I get tired. I run. I get tired. I guess they had closed the gate on me, the door. And I said, ma'am, am I early? Oh, and I knew I was late, but I was like, ma'am, am I early? What's up? So the lady was like, let me call. So she called. She said, how many people going? Which I say, just me. So now I'm trying to exaggerate. I'm trying to be the best actor I could be because I do not want to get stuck. I don't want to miss a flight. I don't know what's going to happen if I miss this flight. So I'm like, man, please let me in. I don't know what I'll do. So she's like, uh, yes, it's just one. She was like, they was like, they'll let you in. Man, when I got on the plane, it was barely people on there. They better not have left me. It was barely people going back to Florida. <laughs> I was so happy they let me on. I was so scared, man. Because like you said, Oregon, Oregon, that from Eugene, Oregon to Portland, who decided that you only have two lanes? That was crazy to me. It was bumper to bumper traffic all the way, all the yeah. way. Yeah. That was that was crazy. Yeah. The pregame deal with their duck mascot. That would be something we'd be talking about for 20 years, mocking them had that game not gone Oregon's way. Were you on the field when their duck came out and he starts bashing the primetime clock and his head falls, falls off and he's got to run back up the tunnel? Listen, when all that happened, I said, look how they trying us. I said, I hope we beat the brakes off of them. Then when his hood, his head gear fell off, I was happy. I said, now see, that's what you get for trying to do too much. Like, they got too involved in the Coach Prime thing. Like, they took it to a whole nother level. But then they 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 did how they did it. So it, it, it went in their favor. But then it turned in their favor because they could never get past Washington um, University. So at the end, they they beat their own selves in both them games. They took their own selves out of the chip. They took their own selves out of having a Heisman Trophy can a winner. They did that. And yeah. that might all come back to that silly duck move that they tried to do. And they just would have came out, do they normal the stuff that they do, lead Coach Prime alone, beat the brakes off us, they probably would have ended up winning. But since they did it that way, it, 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 it didn't fold their way on the back end. Dan Lanning rubbed me the wrong way at Pac-12 Media Day out in Las Vegas. And then he made those comments and uh, – I'm a professional, so I bite my tongue, but I have on a former buff player, William Gardner, on a lot of my podcasts, and he just cannot stand Dan Lanning based on those remarks he made. And I love just teeing him up for that. I'm not going to ask you about that, but that's I, I never fully 
listen to him because okay. all I heard was the clip afterwards. I didn't his media day stuff. I didn't even check it out because I was trying to watch what y'all did with Shador and everybody else. I was trying to get the players and see what y'all might have said about the players. The coaches, I didn't really check out. So I, I don't know what he said. And then how he acted in that um after they won or at halftime, just going off, oh, we're doing it for wins and they're doing it for clicks. That was, I was like, bro, now you know the camera on you. Not now, now you you looking like an actor too. You acting too. And maybe you want what Coach Prime got, but you gotta go do what Coach Prime did. You gotta go in the NFL and shine at that spot. Go to the Hall of Fame. You gotta be an MLB player and shine in that too. You, you, man, you just got to be one of the most charismatic guys it is. You got to have that walk, that talk. He don't really have that. But he got Oregon. He's standing on. To me, if he would have came to Colorado, Colorado wouldn't have been what Colorado is with Coach Prime. Coach Prime okay. could go anywhere, and he's a unicorn there. He's going to bring everything there. It just, like, he, he sucks everybody to him like a, whew, they come to him. Everybody else, they almost got to have a program. So he got a program out there, but when you go look at Oregon, I loved it out there, but as a player, as as me thinking as a player, they can't sell me on Oregon because it's like, man, what I do after the game is over, it looked like nothing to do, and the weather, like you said, is wild. So it's like, what I do, just go back to my room? Like, you know, you're younger, you might want to go hang out at the club. You might want to have this, that, or third in your city, but it didn't look like nothing. It looked like... You got to either ball out on that field to get the love you want, or, man, it's just whatever. Like, it, it, it didn't seem like a place you want to be. And, and I ain't saying that because of all that. It's just I love the view. I love the stadium. I love game day. But on after that August to December run, when am I supposed to do from January to uh back up until August. Them eight months gonna hurt me because it's like, what do I do out here? So that's that's the only side effect about Oregon. Next road trip, Arizona State. I saw you as I was walking out of the parking garage. I talked about my big regret of not asking Paul Pierce for a picture. Number two this past season on, on the regret rankings here is wearing wearing a full suit to that football game. I was sweating really bad, Colin. You were clowning on me. I deserved it. Uh, but my favorite moment pregame is, so I'm waiting to do uh, a segment on CBS Sports Network with Romy Bean. And they're having issues with their light. So I'm down on the field, and it's just cooking down there. I'm in a full suit. I'm just looking for a place to find any type of shade. And everywhere I go, I'm getting ushered away by the security. And finally, there's like a little area by the Pat Tillman statue where I'm just kind of hovering, just trying to like not full on just be dripping down during this interview. And I see you're doing a live and you're in front of the Pat Tillman statue and the security guy comes at you. And I loved your reaction. You turned to him and he said, so you don't get down like that here? <laughs> yeah, 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 because he ran me up out there. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, bro, why y'all acting like this? It ain't even that serious. They ran me up out of there. They, listen, backtrack that. When you was hot, I was hot too. But to see how you were sweating, I'm like, ah, dog. And I was hot too, so I'm hiding in different areas trying to. And I said, dog, everything. I loved Arizona State setup. They got airport right by the stadium, right by the hotels, right in the city. It was amazing. But it's so hot. I was like, dog, and Florida is hot, but y'all got a different kind of hot. So as I'm going in, after I saw you and did my laughing, and then um, right before you saw uh, Romy Bean, she walking out with me, her and the cameraman. So we're talking and laughing. And she had a camera and something happened and the camera broke off. So I said to myself, man, I hope y'all don't feel like that's that that's part of me why I broke off. Like it just broke. It was like, nah, nah, you good. And I had wondered what happened to that. And it's funny that you said she still had camera problems. That was that happened right by me. Like, boom, the camera thing had broke off. And that was why, because you got that part, and then the other part, me and you had that same interaction. So we had about three interactions before the game, 
uh, I got the camera, then you got the camera with her later. Then I go in there by that Pat Tillman, because this is what happened. I'm looking at the Pat Tillman, and as I'm looking, I'm like, oh, boom, 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 boom. So I look up, oh, they playing music over here? Okay, let me let me walk back there. Let me get that. Boom, boom. Oh, okay, boom. And that dude come out of nowhere. Like he, like he finna make a sack on me or something. Boom, sack on the play by Arizona, Colorado's down. Like, what's up? You gotta get out, you can't do it. Man, bro, like, chill. Like, come on, man. Why you why you acting so serious? Like, I'm stealing top secret information. I'm just trying to film and get what's going on. Yeah, they ran me up. I'm talking about got me up out of there fast, man. Matter of fact, they got me up out of there so fast, they threw my they threw me off. Like it threw me off to where. I didn't want to walk past the other, the they, you know how the gate was around the fence? Mm -hmm. I didn't want to walk out of there because it felt like, hey, what are you doing? Even though I had my passes, it still felt like that. So I kind of just hung out and chilled. But I ain't going to lie. When that weather dropped, whew, Arizona was picture perfect. I said to myself, they should never play a game before the sun dropped. The sun should be going down for all their games, for like the players' safety, because that was crazy. Yeah, even the... The folks that cover ASU were saying it was one of the rare games during the afternoon during that time of year that they've ever covered in all their time on the beat there. Uh, last road trip that, that we're going to talk about here, Colin, that you went out to was UCLA. And I, I think a lot of people are going to think back to the 2023 season and they're going to think about the 29 point comeback by Stanford and how that kind of led to, to a downturn in the season. But for me, it was the UCLA game. Right. When Shador just could not get time in the pocket, there was a, a feeling of defeat that maybe I you know, I don't think the players felt it because they they were competing through the rest of the season, but there was a feeling about the pieces on this team just aren't here right now. And I felt like that was the game where it kind of really sunk in, unfortunately. And that's when Coach Prime in the postgame press conference talked about. Uh, the, the, we're going to paint a picture and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be painted beautifully by getting new offense linemen. And they've obviously done that. So I'm on the field, right? Cause I know you always go to the booth Yeah. and I went to the booth after everybody cleared out and left. I went up there. Um, so I'm down there on the field and that's how I met all them, uh, uh, everybody I met that game. So while we watching the game, cause I'm like you, you up top, I'm right there watching. So we making, we driving. When we drive down there, I only get three. It hurt me, man. I was like, dog, we ain't need that. Then we drive down there again, only get three. Then we, 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 the quarterback for UCLA, he moving around, but we making stops. They'll make some plays, but we making stops. And I'm like, okay, we, we, man, we got some. Then we come out of halftime and man, they blow down the doors. Boom. I said, dog, that's it. I knew that was it, man. When they blew down the doors out of halftime, I said, dog. And I ain't going to lie. When L.A., listen, they showed me something. I was like, whoo, somebody mean they make a Colorado song. Uh, they played that Dr. Dre uh, in Cal and him and Tupac. In California, we know how to party. We keep it jumping. And they were flickering the lights on and off. Dun, 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 dun. I, I had lost myself in that moment. I was, boy, I was full on L.A. I, you would have thought I was born and raised in L.A. I was, and I never in my life liked that song. Anytime I hear that song, I turn it off. But the, the way they played it, and he naming cities in the song, and the L.A. people going crazy. I'm like, dog, he, he talking about them in the song. I'm like, this is amazing. And I'm like, you, that was the, I love that part. Now that there, I said, if we could bring that, that there, if I was a recruit, I'm signing. UCLA wanted me and they hot and they winning and they like that. Oh, I'm signing with UCLA. They was rocking that thing. If they do that every fourth quarter, they gonna get all the recruits because that thing. It, I don't think it. I don't think it could get old, but I guess it could. But I had loved. It. I don't know how you felt when they was doing it. I had forgot that I. I, I had went to just a being a fan then, and I was like, I never liked this song. But they went to Planet flickering in them lights, and they were bumping, and they made it sound so good. I was like, Oh, I love this. So 
that was my moment I did take from it that I like. And then the fact that I'm like, I'm really in the Rose Bowl. And then I had forgot that the Rose Bowl was played with uh, USC and Texas in that stadium. I yep. forgot that. When I saw the picture. I took a picture by it. I was like, wow, I didn't know that was here. And 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 I'm back on that. Reggie Bush lost that game. And he want to toss that ball back like that to that player. Like, he be doing amazing stuff. But when he tossed that ball back and they got it, Texas got it, that, that's why they lost that game. Texas won that. I never even won that chip if it weren't for that. But that's neither here nor there, yeah. What's crazy about it is that I had covered multiple games out at the Rose Bowl in the past, and I had actually gone to a Rose Bowl game back uh, when Jake Plummer and going back to Pat Tillman uh, played Ohio State back in 96 or 97. Um, and the difference between the atmosphere and the actual Rose Bowl game yeah. and a UCLA home game up until this fall was right. so drastic. I mean, you couldn't you didn't even feel like you'd be in the same stadium. Wow. You'd go through the same entrance, but the home games for UCLA are just awful, but yeah. they weren't, it wasn't this year. And you talked about it, the atmosphere that was taking place at that game. That was the prime effect taking place. Yeah. That was, that was coach prime in the Colorado Buffaloes creating that atmosphere because we saw the crowds at other UCLA games this past year and they were uh, pr pretty, pretty scarce in terms of the fans. So, um, that's the first time I've seen an actual regular season game bring out that that type of emotion. But no, they 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 should have enjoyed themselves because they they had a great had a great game and a great game plan. Um, and that's part of the problem is that I think because everybody knows when you go play Coach Prime and the Buffs now, all these eyeballs are going to be tuned in. So it's almost like on some level you're Super Bowl, right? Or a game that you're definitely going to get up for. It's not going to be a trap game. And so that's something that, you know, they they have to deal with when they go out on these road trips. I like that. I that that's that's what I like about it because every stadium giving you your they best. Nobody gave us lack. Everybody gave us full on. I'm talking about ready to go, ready to go each game. That I loved it. You know, I ain't gonna lie. I wish our stadium would get as loud as those teams were do with us when it was on third down. Like when it's third down for on, and we was on the weight games, it gets plenty loud in there. Rawr, rawr. But for us, when the team got on third down, it don't seem that loud. And I was like, that I, I never thought that way until after I came from Oregon. After I came from Oregon, everything was how loud can we get to give our team a chance? They don't understand that plays a major role in the game. But I, I I just don't know how long people could just stay in. I guess we need to dominate the whole game to keep them in, but we'll see this year. Yeah. I think you were able to attend the Celebration Bowl as well, right? Were there any other non-CU games you went out to this year? I know I did. My, my business partner did. He okay. said he enjoyed it. He said, now, if Coach Prime would have been there or uh, when he did, when he were, was there the year before, he said, now, nah, it was, you know, on top because it's Coach Prime. So what I'm realizing is Coach Prime is a unicorn. So everywhere we go into the Big 12 this year, and I'm, and you know, I ain't even going to lie. What I'm excited about is, okay, I seen a few Pac-12 stadiums now, and then one Big 12 stadium. Now I get to come and see the different stadiums in the uh, Big 12 that I ain't never seen. I was it. I was hoping we played Baylor there where I could have got to see it, but we don't. So I can't remember all the games that's away, like in the Big 12. I want to say Texas Tech and Kansas as well, I believe. I never seen them. So I want to see them. I just hope I don't see them when it's cold. I want to see them, but I hope I don't see it when it's cold. But either way, I want to see them. Now tell me this: how how do you feel when you travel to every game? It, well, see, you in Colorado, so I guess going to that game ain't hard because you there. So you only have to travel for away games. But I had to travel for all the games. It, it it was it seemed like a lot. Like every game I'm traveling, it seemed like a lot. Not not the financial side of it, but but that was a lot too. But the uh, just it seemed like I had a more wear and tear on me. It was like. 
by the time I made it to the Utah game, I was so tired. Like, I was yeah. like, because it was every, like, you got to think, I went somewhere basically every weekend in September, almost every weekend in October, but they had a bye week. And then November, I was almost at all the games. So it's like, I got tired. I don't know how you feel, but yeah. maybe you don't get to feel that way because you got the home games. But yeah, it, I was. It, it made me tired in in a sense because I had never did that before. Like normally, even when I played college football, your home game is a home game, so you're there. All you're doing is just come to the stadium. You ain't going nowhere. It's done. You done at the game. It's really, really over. But for me, all of them are away games to me. Every one of them. So that's why when we had a UCF game, whoo, I'm glad it's home. So now when I when y'all come to that game, this home to me like. All I'm doing, I get to feel how you feel for a weekend. Mm, yep, hang out, chill, and then go on back home like it ain't nothing. That's that's gonna be my first feel like I'm you at at a home game. Well, it, I again, I I said if you're a human being, it kind of affects you. Like the losing streak at the end of the season made it tougher than. Had they won, gone to a bowl game, you kind of get that momentum, you know, after the TCU, Nebraska, Colorado State game. It's like, I, I just, you find different stamina than you right. do when you travel out to Spokane, drive out to Pullman, you come back in and you're, that's when the other side of it comes where you're just kind of miserable. You're worn yeah. out. When the, we came back, my wife came out with me to the Salt Lake City, uh, to the Utah game and took pictures. When we came back, we were both sick for uh, about a week and just had really bad mental fog. And I think it was our bodies just saying, you know, we held on long enough. Uh, we're going to recharge here. But, you know, unfortunately for me, it's like the transfer portal is opening up and I got to get to work. You know, it really never ends until you get uh, the, the the roster completed for spring ball. And so uh, that was frustrating, but it is a lot of time that you lose just getting to the rental car company or getting to the airport or going through that process. And, then you fall behind with life tasks and things that you got to get done at home. And you're kind of always behind with everything. And you feel like at the end of the day, you just face plant on the, on the bed because uh, you know, you, you've put, you've put everything out there. And so, uh, but at the same time, I mean, what, what are we doing? We're going out, we're, we're watching football. We're covering football. It's a great time. I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, It really is. The, the losses kind of mount on you even I think even more so when you're trying to do it on an unbiased sense, like I'm trying to do in the sense that you're, you're burying so many emotions as you're going through this process. And uh, those emotions, even though they're buried are somewhere deep down there. Right. Yeah, man. Cause you hit it on the money from you hit the whole nine. That's, that's the whole experience. Like, if a person want to get it, like, cause I dreamed about being in this position, like traveling the games and I, and I love it. But I think what you said was the main thing. The wins make it feel so much better than catching them L's. Cause you do feel it like you like, oh, like the, after the USC game, that game, everybody felt it wasn't like nobody was sad. We didn't win, but it felt like we won. It didn't feel like the official win. But it felt like the closest you can get to a win. Like, wow, we really had it. And I've seen plays, like every game I'm at, I'm looking at when is the deciding factor? When do we have a game? When do we lose it? And I could see it in every game. But like you said, some of them games, like that's, that Stanford game, that one hurt me. That hurt, man. Just a, And I seen they was getting hot with that wide receiver. I'm like, I want to tell the DBs, bro, it just get in his face and then back up out of there because they look like they're trying to hit you over the top. But it was like, I don't know, man. It was it was tough. That was that was the toughest loss I took right there. Like that one just just stuck it and it just they just grinded it into you. Like that one, that was rough. The rest of them kind of it would turn early. This one, it turned late. It turned late. And then that that game too. Shador had to, at the beginning of the game, it was like he could sit back there forever. I was like, I'll just run because he was sitting back there so long. It was like, man, just run up the scope. Cause we had got up so fast. I was like, I don't like this. I don't like how fast we done got up this, this. And I was like, and I, and I researched Stanford. I was like, they not sorry. 
and they looking like trash right now. This ain't, but then I would see glimmers of hope on them, and I was like, oh, 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 okay, hey, nah, hey, and then it just took off. So them losses, man, they did. Because I think when I went to the, yeah, I'd rather go to the airport, leading into that game, for that Utah game, and that airport was closed, man, it, I wasn't even that mad that I missed it. It was like, I wanted to be there, but I was like, man, it's just so much. It's like my body was beat, man. It yeah. was beat. Yeah, it was beat. And the lot, like you say, them losses that added up. And then I always felt we had chances in the game. It's just when it turned, it turned. It turned quick, man. So, man, that's why I'm hoping this year that all the pieces we got come in and do what they know they could do. Like, if we have a running game, like a like a five-power running game, get 100 to about 200 yards rushing the game, you know Shador going to do what he do with the wide receivers. But if we could run it, and then on defense, we could really make them key stops and then get key interceptions, get key pick six, get key um, formal returns, then that turns the team into a winning team doing all that versus you can't get off the field. You, you can't get the first down. You know, all that stuff start hurting you. Well, it's a good thing Santa Prime came on Christmas to deliver DJ Lundy to, to Boulder because that's a huge get, Colin. I, I you look at needs on this football team, especially following that that early signing day haul. If you include the transfers, and you're going okay, but they need linebackers. They need a run stuffer in there. And Vonta Bentley uh, had a nice season this past year, but you need somebody to pair with him in there. And right. DJ Lundy is going to be that guy. Yeah, he. Go, hey, listen. But I, my business partner, because he lives in Tallahassee, so he he gets the closer view on Florida State, as well as FAMU. Now, I'm going to tell you this. FAMU got a big-time coach. Somebody is going to get an amazing coach in him. I don't know if he'll go straight to the group of six, I mean group of five, or the AAC. You know, that's, the to me, really the power six, but they don't want to consider that. Or will he go to the Popeye? He's gonna. He probably gonna come out this year because he probably gonna win everything and win the uh, Celebration Bowl again. Have two back-to-back wins in Celebration Bowl. I think he'll get hired. But with my business partner being in Tallahassee, he get to see both of them up close. And I said, man, so I asked him about every player that transferred in. What you think about him? Because I watch Florida State too, but not like he do because he up there. So he said, bro, DJ Lundy is him. He liked that boy. He finna go do what he do. Cause my friend played middle linebacker as well, which is my business partner. But Michael, uh, Mike Figs, Mike Figures. But um, he played middle linebacker, so he know a linebacker when he see. Him. He say, man, he's special, man. He say, y'all got one. I say, ooh, I'm ready. Cause he can't tell me no lie being a linebacker. Like when I watch the DBs, I can tell you about them DBs. Now if I look at the safeties, I'm, I could grade them, but more so on how they cover. But I look at a DB, a cornerback, I could tell you how, what he could have done. Now, I ain't saying I'm no Coach Prime level, but I know ball. I could, hey, I could read stuff like, okay, they look like they finna ball me. Let me just hike, hike. I know the coach called this play. But I'm finna bail up out of here because I think they finna throw it deep. Like, I, I, you could have that sense that you got to make another move because they playing chess with you. They finna try to bomb you. So him being linebacker, middle linebacker as well, and saying DJ like that, I got, I got real excited. So... It's some more guys in this portal. Like, January supposed to be a special month for us. Now, I don't know if it's going to be special for the class of 24 or the class of 25. So I'm just waiting. They told me 20, uh, January is going to be special. So I'm trying to see which special is it. 24 special, like immediately come play, or 25 special, and I see them in 25. If you go to Life and Football's YouTube page, you already have interviews up with Will Shepard, Justin Mayers, and Khalil Benson. Uh, any takeaways from those interviews, things that, that really stood out to you about those three guys that are transferring in? All of them, man, because Benson, he had a thing that he started the DT2. And he had, and I was like, man, what's DT2? Because I see it, it keep talking about it. And then they was like, uh, don't touch two. I like that mindset. He say how the linemen, they're on a group uh, text and phone calls, and they all talking, and they all just building that bond now. Like, they 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 fast forward, and I guess because they done been there, done that, and they want to win now. And he's played with a quarterback that's going to go first round. He played with uh, 
Mike Penix. So you know Mike Penix. So he's gonna he knows what it feels like to protect the quarterback who's is that special. Like Mike Penix, these past two years came out to the world. Now he was doing that at Indiana, but he really came out to the world these past two seasons at Washington. So he knows how it feels to protect the quarterback. Then you got Mayers came on and he said uh, about um, Route 66, run my way. I tell everybody to run Route 66 if you want to touch that. I'm like, oh, you like that, then? Then both of them told me that they don't give up sacks. They 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 don't have a sack recorded on them. I'm like, Ooh, well, that's good. Then Will Shepard. He was so laid back and about business, and he was like, man, I was looking for a quarterback who can get me there. Well, everything that he wants is here. You got a quarterback that's a first-round quarterback, probably top five. Then you got the spotlight on you that you would never have at Vanderbilt and probably never have a – well, I ain't going to say they ain't never had a quarterback because he talked about the quarterback that's coming. He said Walter – I think his name Walter Taylor. He said Walter Taylor is him. He said he could be real special. So – I'm ready to see that. So that's an inside that we wouldn't know unless he's, you know, because he's there. So he said he's going to be special. So I'm thinking big as the two quarterbacks all we brought in, I think they get some plays this season. I think they get down there and we could run some wildcat and then we could fake them out. And this just me thinking out loud. But I know the coaches got to think because if I'm thinking, I know coaches thinking. We could get in there, fake the wildcat, run the wildcat, run the wildcat, run it, and then toss that thing, and then it's a touchdown. But I know the coaches probably saying they're setting us up. They're setting us up. But if you get a quarterback so big and they're running, yeah, whew, that's a game changer too. So it's a lot of ways we can win this year. So yeah, them interviews they give me a lot, man. You definitely think back to last season. You think if there was a guaranteed first down in the short yard situations. How different could have how different could things have looked if you had a Walter Taylor that could have done that Wildcat stuff? So I, I really cannot wait to see that happen. I before I let you go, Colin, we we've had you on longer than I was planning to, but yeah. there was obviously huge news with Jordan Seaton uh signing yeah. his letter of intent with Colorado late last week. I want to know, did your nervous scale ever get higher than like a four or five on a scale of one to ten there? I think I was at a five at the most. But I always it, felt that he was going to be a buff at the end of the day, based on what I, I was hearing. I didn't know. I didn't know because all the media sites that's not us came out saying, like, because you, you you part of the 24-7, right? Yeah. Yep. So your other parts of 24-7, the own, well, you know, the other companies. So they was all saying it's a Maryland lock. I met Coach Locke when I was in the eighth grade. He was a position coach then. So I met him in the eighth grade. He was cool when I met him then. Once I started, me and my business partner started Life in Football, I introduced myself to him again. Uh, and we talked about how I met him in the eighth grade and everything. Excuse me. He was cool now. So I was like, if he could give that home feel, because he done reeled in five-star guys from the DMV area, but they was wide receivers. I ain't never seen him reel in an old lineman or a D-tiger, which not saying that he can't. I just don't remember him doing it. I remember more skilled guys. So I put all that together. I said, man. And then Coach Locke was recruiting my cousin. I had a cousin that committed to Ole Miss this year, but he decommitted. And Ole Miss, I mean, Maryland wanted him. And we talked about that. And I was like, man, wow. Like, Coach got something special going up there in Maryland. And he from the DMV area. He know the area. So he could talk to the boys. Now, Coach Prime is a unicorn. But. Mike Locke got something special, too, that he could reel in guys, too. So, I, it, to me, I was like, man, that, that's very appealing. I could get that. I could get them saying, you're starting here. But you could say he could come in and start here, too. He's going to have to fight for it. But the he's he got so much size and so much potential. So, I was like, man, I, I ain't know what to think. I was like, this is getting crazy. But I was like, if he going to sign, sign, man. Just sign. Like, I, 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 I tried to listen to his live. On Instagram, I couldn't do it. It just was, I was like, man. But then when D Bucky came and said, look what I got going on, y'all. Then I was like, oh, we got him. Then I felt good. The rest of the time, people was asking me, you don't sound so confident no more. I, I felt out of confidence because initially, I didn't think we was getting him. I initially thought, from what I was told, it was Tennessee and Oregon, Ohio State. So I stood on that. Then the day he was going to commit, I, people was asking me about it. I was like, no, he's not coming to us. 
Then I got the call that morning. It's like, hey, pray. Hey, he 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 might do something with us. So I was like, oh, he might come. And then later that day, he came. Then he did the tour. Then when he didn't sign, I was like, this is wild. Like, did they put that much money? I don't know what happened, but I was thinking, did they offer him that much money that he couldn't figure out what he wanted to do? But it, to me, I guess all in all, it was he probably already sent it in, and it was a it was a planned attack to get more media on him, and it it worked. It sure had everybody shook. I was shook. I let's say you said four to five. Let's say I was a six or a seven because I just didn't know, man. Yeah, he got kind of kind of fishy. I ain't know. Fair enough. Yeah, I knew that something was gonna come down, and I still needed to get some Christmas shopping done. So I put on our message board that, Hey, I'm going to the store, but I've got a story loaded. Of course, the second I get in the store, that's when the news breaks and I'm back there by paper towels, trying to text message and, and tweet and do the whole thing. So, uh, I'll, I'll take a uh, 0.1% credit for, uh, his, his signing by the fact that every time it seems like I try to have a normal life, that's when news for Colorado seems to break. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, live and effect. On now, when Coach Prime had that commitment weekend with them old linemen, I was on live like every few minutes. Boom, 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 boom. I was on live so much, man. But I enjoy it because it's changing my life, man. Like I got to meet you. I got to meet all the YouTubers. I got to meet Brian. Um, um, who I got to meet? Uh, well, you know, then. They up there, YouTubers too. So all of them, I got to meet everybody. Uncle Neely, Coach Prime, the staff, everybody, man. It's it, it it was it was nice meeting all y'all, and then it was like we was basically family. Like now we seeing each other, we know. Like oh hey, that, that man, what's up, man? So that's why by the time I seen you for that Arizona State game, I wasn't nervous to talk and laugh with you or nothing. Not would I have done that TCU? No, because I ain't know you. But by the time all them games had went. Man, yeah, I, that's my guy now. I can holler at him. That's why I brought the, the gift to you that day because I had supposed to mail it out, but it was so much going on, I couldn't mail it out. So I was like, should I bring it to UCLA? Then I said, nah, I just catch him at a home game so he don't have to get a gift, take the gift back, and bring it home versus I give it to him at a home game. He's already home. He just bring it to the car. So that's why I gave it to you at the home game. So see all that, like you say, man, that life be going. And it was like, man, yeah. so that's where I was at with all that, man. What's cooking for life in football as we venture into 2024? Man, this year I said, Lord, how can I grow? How can I help people? So from here on out, um, unless God allow me to change it, man. But so far I'm, I'm going to teach classes on how to work social media, how how I had Twitter and Instagram and YouTube, how it all came together for me and how I tried other businesses and stuff that didn't work for me. But what really did work was what I really truly loved was football. So I'm going to teach people how to use their gifts and talents and bring it to the marketplace. With the way life going now, to the traditional jobs are not like that anymore. Like, I I had met what his name is. Um, he might have used to work for y'all one time. Uh, his name began with a J, and his last name began with an N. Newberg, something Newberg. Jamie Newberg. Yeah, he's with On Three in Bartow because I'm from Bartow, Florida. So he was recruiting. They was we had a big time player, and he was out there for my um at my high school. And I said, Hey, man. How do I get into this field? Like he said, well, you got to do a lot of writing. I said, man, I don't want to do no writing. I, I don't want to write. I don't want to write. I just want to get on and talk. I can talk a lot. I want to talk. He was like, well, you got to write. And I said, so if I tried to get on with y'all, I got to write. Well, Lord behold, God allowed me and my business partner to build this business. And it's tailored into what I am. So now I'm media without going through the process maybe you had to go through or any other media people. And I'm out there now that you can't pull me back. So I said to myself, if I see Lee Corso, an old man on here talking, 
I'm gonna be an old man on here talking. I ain't going nowhere. So I'm I'm locked in now. Like I'm locked in. This is the space that we're growing. So now since God done showed me a way I could use my gift and talent and bring it to the world and what I love. And I got to do everything I love doing this year. I want to teach people how to do the same thing and how to make it work for them. And that's that's what I'm going to teach. So that's the new thing that I'm doing. And normally on and now I'm a, my first class going to be January the 20th uh, of the new year at 11 a.m. on Saturday on Eastern Standard Time because I'm on Florida time. And I'm going to get on there for an hour. I'm going to talk what I talk, teaching them everything that I know. And then I'm going to have a Q&A where they can ask me questions. Um, I don't know how many questions they're going to ask, but I'm going to do it for an hour session once a month. Now, if God see fit and it pick up and I got to make more classes in one month, I'll do that. But that's my new thing I'm adding. And the other thing was normally I film, I did interviews after the, during spring, like the March may type time but this year they were like hey interview this player interview that player i was like all right so then after they got the ball rolling i'm like well i'm gonna let me hit this one up let me hit this one up let me hit that one up and now i want to interview everybody so i'm trying to get everybody now of the new guys my high school guys i'm gonna wait till they get there i want to hear their story when they're there i don't kind of want they i, I would take their story now but i prefer their story when they're there they're in the college working and they done got a couple weeks in or a couple months in i want to get them then but a transfer guy they're going to be more mature and give me a story they'll they'll talk more to me since i've been interviewing people since 2019 they'll talk more to me than a a, a high school guy would now i would i catch them at right when they about to come up but i don't want them too early before they about to come because I, I want them to have some thought process to what's going on. Not that they don't. It's just a transfer guy going to have more to say, if that makes sense. Definitely. Well, Colin, your charisma and optimism is infectious, and it's been great to get to know you over the past year. And uh, if there's anything I can do to help out life and football, please don't hesitate to, to ask. And uh, hopefully we can collaborate a little bit more this offseason. We can. We can, man. We, we, we definitely will because – we, I, I was messing with somebody asked me something on live and I gave them a response. It was true. But then the more and more I think about it and get into it, I'm like, man, yeah, we can rock out. So, yeah, because John want to do some stuff, too. Yeah, I, man, I'm, I'm, I'm down. Anytime you ready, I'm ready. Awesome, Colin. Hopefully. Every, yeah. What were you saying? I like that picture back there with that football. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, that was a Utah game back in the day. Uh but yeah, no, that was a, that was a cold day at, at Folsom Field. But uh, you know, I cannot wait to see what the spring game might look like this year if there's better weather because they sold it out and it was actually pretty pretty miserable out that day. So that was a, a great memory on the speed from the last year as well. Uh, Colin, I appreciate you. I enjoy tuning in when I have have a chance to to watch what you guys are doing over there. You guys do great work as always. I uh, appreciate your friendship and, and thanks for for joining us. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me, man. Tell your wife I'm sorry. I'll get it right next time. I'll fall on that gill. Will do. All right, and thanks, everybody out there.